Hello and welcome back or welcome for the first time to Playtime. My name is Andrew Barnett. I am a child therapist who lives and works in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina, and this is a podcast dedicated to play therapy and we are coming at play therapy from a child-centered perspective. But today on the podcast, I want to chat about authority and authority figures and how to be an authority figure both as a play therapist but also as any adult in a child's life and to provide perhaps a different sort of perspective on authority. And a lot of this is going to be coming from Eric Fromm's, I hope I'm saying that right, From from ideas regarding rational authority versus irrational authority. And as has been mentioned on this podcast before, a lot of times when children come into therapy, it is because they are struggling with the authority figures in their lives. Lots of therapy begins that way when things at home or things at school or at some other place have gotten a little overwhelming due to a child's perceived inability to follow the rules and structures that are being provided for them by different authority figures. That's a basis for a lot of child therapy treatment. And when we often say that a child is struggling or that a child is difficult, we usually mean that in regards to their relationship to authority, whether it's deliberately going against authority in a way that feels aggressive, or it could be as simple as ignoring the authority figures in their lives and not being a a good listener, or however they get labeled as a result. And I want to take all of that and put it to the side for this podcast in terms of talking about how we orient children to have a healthier relationship when someone tells them what to do or what not to do. That is something that, in my experience, can naturally relax and lessen inside of a child through play therapy and through feeling more confident in themselves and being able to name their emotions and being able to assertively move through their experience, maybe even being able to regulate themselves more effectively through coming into contact with their authentic selves and working through some of the the emotional baggage in session that comes up for them when they're attempting to authentically connect to another person. So in that sense, play therapy is helpful for children in developing a healthier and more connected and more respectful relationship to the people who have authority in their lives. And all children have someone for whom they are uh, in a relationship where that person has more power than them. And children pretty much in every location that they exist in have an adult who is the power holder in that location. And they have to be in relationship to those people. But what feels important for me to talk about here is that if we are asking children to submit to authority 100% of the time, which we more or less are, then it feels important for us to be the best possible authority figures that we can possibly be. And I had not come across a better description of that than in Eric Fromm's books. I do not personally place any sort of value on any individual submitting to authority or conforming to a situation as a principle which all people 
need or should follow. I fall in a boat where I would say that there are definitely circumstances where children are in a powerless position to an adult authority figure, and that adult authority figure does not treat them particularly well. So Fromm posits that there are essentially two different types of authority. There is rational authority, and there is irrational authority. Irrational authority, according to him, is submitting purely for the sake of submission, that it is held as a standard that submitting to authority is good and submitting to the people in your environment is good and that there are certain people, whether they be teachers, parents, whoever, who need to be listened to regardless of the circumstances. And there's obviously times in terms of the like basic management of children and the management of large groups of children or you're in a home and people need to get out of the house quickly where... It is helpful for the functioning of a group to have as a standard that there is a person who you, whose authority you need to respect all the time, and I, that makes sense, and that's, that is what needs to happen in a variety of circumstances. That I can think of a lot of parents who attempt to explain to their children why the standards are the way that they are, and the intention behind that is so good, right? Like, we want children to feel like what we're doing makes sense, and we want them to sign on to the different limits and rules and standards that we have around, and to have them know why those standards exist. So there is a difference in terms of whether we're talking about a rational authority figure or an irrational authority figure. And the main difference that Fromm makes between the two is that rational authority is a relationship where the authority that you have with another person will dissolve naturally over time. And that is a distinction I think that's really important for us to be able to make when we are authority figures with children, that let's take a play therapy session. That inside of a session, there are limits and there are rules that need to be followed. When those rules and limits are given to the children, they are given with respect for their feelings and their intentions at the time and with witnessing of those feelings and intentions. They are also given with a firm, a loving, calm, yet firm limit on what can happen and what cannot happen inside of the session, that it comes without explanation. There is not a desire on the part of the clinician to try to make the child feel or think something or to convince them that the limit needs to be there for a particular reason. We don't give reasons to children inside of that setting. Even though the intention behind over-explaining to children is, I guess, a good one, like, uh, or it is a good one. I, I say I guess because I don't think that intention really matters in terms of the outcome in these situations, but I can think of times when I've done it with children in my life or when I've seen parents do it of, wanting to over-explain a situation to a child so that they arrive at the same understanding that you have and then maybe they consent to doing the thing that you want to do with them and everybody's happy. What ends up usually being the case is that ex that explanation leads to a debate between you and the child about the situation and at the end of the day, when those limits are laid out, they're usually laid out because that's the limit and it's not actually going to change. 
The child in that circumstance also would like to be understood and also would like for you to get, as the adult, the child would like for you to get that they don't like what's happening and they don't think that limit should exist and they want to be allowed to do whatever they do. But we all would like to be understood and at the end of the day, the limit's the limit. So again, in play therapy sessions, we witness their emotions and intention, we name the limit, and then we provide alternatives that allow for the facilitation of what is coming out of them in a way that hopefully allows them to continue to flow with whatever they're, they've got going on, but that is respectful of the limit that we set. And that's an example of rational authority. We are not ultimately in our aim saying that they need to obey our authority because that's a good thing to do. Behind our wanting them to obey that limit is also an intention of, I respect you as a person, I respect what you're trying to do as a person, and as an authority figure, I want to have the intention with you of helping you to grow and evolve. I want you to learn how to live inside of this space independently of my limits, for you to recognize your own limits for yourself and so that you can become your own authority. Tied in with that sort of being a rational authority figure is that we don't have limits simply for the sake of having limits. We do have reasons for those limits, and we obviously need to be respectful of ourselves and our things and the stuff in the room. But in our relationship with this child, our primary concern is their growth and evolution as a person. And we care more about that than we care about literally anything else. So even though we're not explaining to the child what the limit is, because we're only doing that from a place of insecurity and only doing that to try to take away their emotions regarding the situation. So we're not explaining it, but we can know for ourselves that we have this limit in place and it needs to be in place, but that we will continue to be respectful of this person and that we want them to be able to grow and evolve and develop their own relationship to the world and not just submit to our standards to not take away their emotions and experiences and try to get them to believe that what we know is best. We respect their autonomy as a person and we look forward to the day when they can be their own authority. And we believe that that day can come for them and can come for everybody else too. Irrational authority works on a different operating principle. Its operating principle is that there is value in submission to authority figures, that there is value in submitting to parents, that there is value in submitting to teachers, that obeying the adults inside of your world is a good thing to do because it's a good thing to do. And there can start to be some nuanced lines with all of that. Even if you're being a rational authority figure, you still will have times when it's like, well, this is just what's happening. You still have to own your authority and you still have to set those limits and you still are going for a situation where your authority is respected. But I can feel personal hesitancy towards situations where children are given the standard that, like, okay, you need to listen to so-and-so, or you need to obey so-and-so, or you need to follow the rules in this space. I mean, that exists for literally every space all the time. When that's said to children, I can often wonder, like, when are the situations when that's not 
the case. Um, it's usually said to children who are already struggling with authority, and then that message isn't really actually going to help them struggle with that authority any less. It could even get their back up if they're already in a power struggle with adults generally and you know, provide them with the perspective that they are inevitably going to get into conflict with authority figures anyway. And beyond that, it creates a value. And that value is that people in authority are worth respecting. And in an ideal world, that would be true. I would love to live in a world where I could say that, yes, the people in my government have authority over me, and they are worth respecting 100% of the time. I would love to live in a world where I could say that, ah, the people who own corporations and have large lots of money, amounts of money and control the flow of resources and employment inside of my town and in the world are all worthy of respect. I wish I could say that every single police officer or teacher in the world is worth respecting all the time. But that's not the case. We live in a world that is more nuanced than that, even if you are someone who falls in a category of saying that, yeah, I do believe that authority figures are worth respecting 100% of the time. Hopefully, even in that circumstance, there is room for people in positions of authority to not be well internally themselves, to not be that connected to themselves, to not be heartful people who have authority over others and hold that authority in a way that allows people to be themselves and develop into their own authority. It feels like it is often the case that people in authority do have a value of submission, and that that value of submitting to the standards of your environment only works if the standards of that environment and if the culture of the environment at large and if the direction that human civilization and society are heading in are good. And that might not be the case. And if that's not the case, then we need to be able to trust in children and in ourselves enough to say that there are times when the people in authority are noble and are wise and have our best interests at heart and are worth respecting. And there are other times when the people who are in authority are not noble and are not wise and that there is actually not any value in submission for the sake of submission, that the situation is more complicated than that, that there are things in this world perhaps, that we cannot just trust to the people who are in authority and that we have to develop our own relationship with what's right and what's wrong and what kind of people we want to be. We have to develop ourselves individually to be our own authority figures for our lives. And the only way to do that is to have rational authority relationships in our lives where we have a situation where someone has power over us or is a mentor for us and then we're able to develop inside of that power relationship to have our own power and then to be our own independent beings and play therapy and child-centered play therapy has the aim of that towards the end of a play therapy relationship with a person I have had children who have really struggled with limits who are then able to stop themselves before they cross a limit, who are able to name what that limit is, who are even able to name sometimes reasons that they have come up with and limits they have set themselves for things in the room based on how they would like things to be. 
And at that point, I'm not setting limits anymore. I mean, technically, I still have the power, but they feel like a powerful person inside of this room. And when they start that process of setting their own limits and of even coming up with ideas for additional limits that could be set for them or even for other people in the room, it's like, hey, I don't like that this thing broke. Maybe people shouldn't be allowed to throw it. I will try to facilitate that power to not attempt to say like, yep, you followed that rule. And that's a rule that we have, like none of that. Like just let them have their own process, let them own it and let them be themselves and their own authority inside of the space, which can help them hopefully be a person outside of the space who can choose when they give their power to somebody else and why they're doing that. And not just give power over to authority figures generally, when sometimes that might not be a thing that's worth doing. And that's all I've got for this episode of Playtime. Uh, Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Check out barnettchildtherapy.com. As always, if you want to be in touch, be in touch. You can reach me at barnettchildtherapy at gmail.com. And yeah, I'll see you next time.